This is Mitch Peterson, and you're listening to General Conference Applied. Thank you for joining me. I've been looking forward to this episode once again this week. I will be discussing President Henry B. Eyring's April 2023 General Conference Address, which was entitled Finding Personal Peace. As a reminder, in each of these episodes, we're attempting to answer two questions. The first, what is the speaker asking me to do? And the second, what am I going to do about it? You know, President Eyring, it seemed like he he answered this first question and, and made it pretty easy for us, right? What is the speaker asking me to do? Well, the title of his talk is Finding Personal Peace. However, as I read and reread this talk, it became more clear that the peace that President Eyring was talking about wasn't what we might think it was. Here's the dictionary definition of peace. A state of tranquility or quiet. Freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. Harmony in personal relations. A state or period of mutual concord between governments. However, in contrast, here is President Eyring's definition of peace, straight from passages in his talk. The gift of peace is given after we have the faith to keep his, Jesus Christ's, commandments. Those who do not love God do not keep his commandments, and so they will not have the gift of peace in this life and in the world to come. The Savior's invitation to come to him is an offer of peace. And finally, I pray that you may find peace, help many others to find it, and pass it along. I found that as I reviewed this talk, I began to refer to the world's definition of peace as terrestrial kingdom peace. And I began to call President Eyring's definition of peace, celestial kingdom peace. Both, both are good. And hearkening back to President Oaks's talk from a decade ago, terrestrial kingdom peace is better than the celestial kingdom in, in which we live. But obviously the celestial kingdom peace that President Eyring is talking about is best. And so here, here is my definition of personal peace that President Eyring is inviting us to find, right? The, the name of his talk is Finding Personal Peace. Here's my definition. Personal peace is the tranquility, quiet, and harmony we feel when we align our will with our Heavenly Father's will, remain firmly anchored on the covenant path, strive each day to become more like our Savior Jesus Christ, and gather Israel. Here's an additional insight. In the October 2017 General Conference, President Eyring delivered an address that was powerful for me. And I'll admit that it had such a profound impact on me. And the name of this talk was Fear Not to Do Good. Once again, from the October 2017 General Conference. The talk had such a profound impact on me that 
even though I didn't remember the year in, in which it was delivered or the conference for that matter, I remember distinctly where I was sitting when I watched this talk and I was in my in-laws prior residence in their living room or their, or their family room. And so, and I know that president Iring was talking about president Monson in that talk. So I knew it was a Sunday morning session because we watched the Sunday morning session of conference with my wife's parents and their family. And so I, I went back and I was able to find this talk. In that talk, President Eyring said the following. Last April, so he's referring to the April 2017 General Conference. President Eyring er, said, last April, President Thomas S. Monson gave a message that stirred hearts across the world, including mine. He spoke of the power of the Book of Mormon. He urged us to study, ponder, and apply its teachings. He promised that if we dedicated time each day to studying and pondering and kept the commandments the Book of Mormon contains, we would have a vital testimony of its truth, and the resultant testimony of the living Christ would see us through to safety in times of trouble. Like many of you, I heard the prophet's words as the voice of the Lord to me, and, also like many of you, I decided to obey those words. Now, since I was a young boy, I have felt the witness that the Book of Mormon is the Word of God, that the Father and the Son appeared and spoke with Joseph Smith, and that ancient apostles came to the prophet Joseph to restore priesthood keys to the Lord's church. With that testimony, I have read the Book of Mormon every day for more than 50 years. So perhaps I could have reasonably thought that President Monson's words were for someone else. Yet, like many of you, I felt the prophet's encouragement <clears throat> and his promise invite me to make a greater effort. Many of you have done what I did, prayed with increased intent, pondered scripture more intently, and tried harder to serve the Lord and others for him. The happy result for me and for many of you has been what the prophet promised. Those of us who took his inspired counsel to heart have heard the Spirit more distinctly. We have found a greater power to resist temptation and have felt greater faith in a resurrected Jesus Christ, in his gospel, and in his living church. In a season of increasing tumult in the world, those increases in testimony have driven out doubt and fear and have brought us feelings of peace." End quote. I find it amazing and inspiring that President Eyring, a powerful disciple of Jesus Christ, but also a very busy man, would heed the counsel of the Lord's prophet and take action on his invitation. Now, <clears throat> this was a, a sidetrack, but it has a purpose. Do you remember President Russell M. Nelson's October 2022 General Conference Address? So once again, we're talking right now, President Eyring's 20, April 2023 General Conference Address. So the six months previous was the October 2022 General Conference. President Russell M. Nelson's address in that conference was entitled, Overcome the World and Find Rest. Let me share a quote from President Nelson's talk. Quote, 
because the Savior, through his infinite atonement, redeemed each of us from weakness, mistakes, and sin, and because he experienced every pain, worry, and burden you have ever had, then as you truly repent and seek his help, you can rise above this present precarious world. You can overcome the spiritually and emotionally exhausting plagues of the world, including arrogance, pride, anger, immorality, hatred, greed, jealousy, and fear. Despite the distractions and distortions that swirl around us, you can find true rest, meaning relief and peace, even amid your most vexing problems. End quote. Did you catch that? President Nelson's definition of rest was relief and peace. Many of you know that I'm a numbers guy. I'm an accountant by trade, and I hearken back to the algebra I learned in school, and I substituted some words in here, and I renamed President Nelson's October 2022 General Conference Address as follows. You may recall he defined rest as relief and peace. So I renamed his conference address as overcome the world and find relief and peace. That sure sounds similar to finding personal peace. And in fact, as I studied these talks together, they're, they're companion talks. They, they go hand in hand. And it's my personal opinion that President Eyring has once again done the same thing that he did in 2017, where he heeded the prophet's counsel and took action. And it had a powerful enough impact on him that he was willing to share his thoughts in a general conference address. What an excellent, excellent example for each one of us. The most important quote I identified in this talk is as follows, quote, there is an enemy of your soul who does not want you and those you love to find peace. He cannot enjoy it. He works to prevent you from even wanting to find the peace the Savior and our Heavenly Father desire you to have, end quote. So why, if, if this peace that we're being promised so amazing, why would the natural man not want to seek for this peace? What I came up with was because it's work. As I've contemplated the word peacemaker, it seems to me and and these are kind of the thoughts that were running through my mind this week, that isn't it interesting, this dichotomy between the world's definition of peace and what President Eyring here and ultimately our Savior Jesus Christ's definition of peace are, that the world may say peace is going to some exotic locale, Peace is kicking back and relaxing. The Savior's definition of peace is work. It's 
doing our Heavenly Father's will. It's President Eyring at age 90, waking up each day, going into the office and serving and building up the kingdom. In Overcome the World and Find Rest, that October 2022 General Conference Address, President Nelson stated the following, quote, Dear brothers and sisters, I grieve for those who leave the church because they feel membership requires too much of them. They have not yet discovered that making and keeping covenants actually makes life easier. Each person who makes covenants in baptismal fonts and in temples and keeps them has increased access to the power of Jesus Christ. Please ponder that stunning truth. The reward for keeping covenants with God is heavenly power, power that strengthens us to withstand our trials, temptations, and heartaches better. This power eases our way. Those who live the higher laws of Jesus Christ have access to his higher power. Thus, covenant keepers are entitled to a special kind of rest, i.e. relief and peace, that comes to them through their covenantal relationship with God. End quote. The peace that President Eyring is talking about in this talk and that I've tried to define earlier in this podcast is going to require some work. But let, let me share this, let me share this thought real quick. And this was in the Come Follow Me manual for this week. Sister Linda S. Reeves in an October 2015 general conference address stated the following. Quote, I do not know why we have the many trials that we have, but it is my personal feeling that the reward is so great, so eternal and everlasting, so joyful and beyond our understanding, that in that day of reward, we may feel to say to our merciful, loving Father, was that all that was required? I believe that if we could daily remember and recognize the depth of that love our Heavenly Father and our Savior have for us, we would be willing to do anything to be back in their presence again, surrounded by their love eternally. What will it matter what we, what we suffered here if, in the end, those trials are the very things which qualify us for eternal life and exaltation in the kingdom of God with our Father and Savior? End quote. I testify that our Heavenly Father has promised us all that He has. That if we are faithful here in this mortal experience, we have the potential to become like Him, to become heirs, joint heirs with our Savior Jesus Christ. I can't even comprehend what that even means. However, I know that each one of us can qualify for that, but it's going to require some work. Just as the Savior didn't run away from challenges in life, he chose instead to stay with the people who ultimately crucified him. As I prepared this episode this week, I, I hearkened back to 
a mission conference. I served in the Brazil Fortaleza mission. And a couple of months before I was coming home, so this would have been early, I think it was April 2010, right around there, Elder and Sister Holland visited our mission. And I, I recall a rhetorical question that Elder Holland asked. He said, he had asked, why is missionary work so difficult or so hard? And his answer was because our Savior's atonement was not a cheap experience. And so I think that's an adequate explanation for, for why life is hard at times. However, our Savior is peace personified. Everything that happened to him and his reaction to what happened to him is inspiring. It's powerful. In fact, Elder Bragg in the, in the Saturday evening session of the April 2023 General Conference gave a talk entitled Christ-like poise and talked about how the Savior just demonstrated this poise in these difficult situations and he didn't get flustered or upset uh, or, or frustrated and by so doing was able to maintain that internal personal peace. I think also when we know what we can obtain and accomplish, it makes the difficulties of life bearable, manageable. I think that's also what, what President Eyring is talking about. That yes, life may be difficult, but peace can come to anyone, in, no matter their situation, that, that, that that's a gift that each one of us can experience. Let me share two more quotes about the importance of resistance and struggle. I feel that I should share these and then, and then we'll dive into the action item section. This is President Theodore Roosevelt. I wanted to share this, especially for my brother, who's a history buff and starting as a history teacher this week, I believe. President the Theodore Roosevelt stated, quote, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. End quote. As we'll discuss in just a couple of minutes, President Eyring is encouraging us to take action and to share the peace that can come through living the gospel of Jesus Christ with others, not to stand on the sidelines, but to get into the arena, to maybe fail, 
to put ourselves in situations that might feel uncomfortable. But I know that as we dare greatly, just as President Roosevelt stated, the blessings will be profound and marvelous and wonderful. And then finally, author Seth Godin stated, and this is in his book, The Icarus Deception, quote, the resistance is a symptom that you're on the right track. The resistance is not something to be avoided. It's something to seek out, end quote. Just because the covenant path seems, well, just because the covenant path is difficult at times doesn't mean that it's the wrong path. No, in fact, it's the right path. Difficult things in life happen to good people, but it's the struggle, the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of life that help us ultimately become like our Savior, Jesus Christ. The very worst thing that ever happened in the history of the world was the very best thing. The Savior's atoning sacrifice was terrible, horrific. What he had to experience and what he chose to experience for each one of us. But ultimately, it was the greatest thing that could ever happen because he redeemed us from physical and spiritual death. I'm grateful that he didn't shirk, that he didn't shrink, that when the going got hard, he didn't give up. And I'm going to strive, and I would invite each of you to do the same, to never give up, to stay on the covenant path, to remain firm and steadfast. President Eyring shared what I identified as three action items, three directives. Here's the first, quote, if those who rear children and serve them have worked to receive the gift of peace from the Savior, they will, by personal example and effort, encourage the faith of the child to qualify for the supernal gift of peace. It will require the one charged with the child's care and nurturing to be worthy of the gift of peace. End quote. My takeaway is that children learn by example. Our example speaks more loudly than what we actually say. Lily Anderson in the Choosing Glory podcast often talks about how life isn't going to be easy for members of the church, but that we know the plan. We know why we're here and where we're going. That we can have faith in that and show our children that we have faith in that and be at peace regardless of what happens in life. The second action item President Eyring shared, quote, the Lord is encouraging everyone to help others have opportunities to come unto him and qualify for that same peace themselves. They in turn will choose to seek inspiration to know how they can pass that gift along to others, end quote. We have the peace that the gospel of Jesus Christ brings. We know the plan. President Eyring is encouraging us to seek for inspiration to know how we can share that message in an effective way with others. And third, President Eyring stated, quote, I pray that you may find peace, help many others to find it, and pass it along. 
end quote. Let me share two, two quotes with you and identify this action plan going forward. The first quote comes from Carl Pearson. He was a British mathematician, and this statement that I'm going to read to you has come to be known as Pearson's Law. It may sound familiar. President Thomas S. Monson, I know, quoted this a number of times. Quote, that which is measured improves. That which is measured and reported improves exponentially. End quote. Dan Sullivan, an entrepreneur coach, stated Pearson's law in a more personal way. Here's what he said, quote, those who measure their progress improve. Those who measure and report their progress improve exponentially, end quote. President Eyring has invited us to take action. Like many of you, I have an accountability partner. I have someone who I text every single day. And in this case, I let him know what the most important things I'm going to accomplish that day are. And then I report back on how I performed. Accountability partners are in all walks of life. I think often we talk of them in the health sphere with working out or something. I would invite you this week and going forward as you continue to listen to General Conference Applied to enlist the help of an accountability partner. If you're married or if you're dating, I would invite you to invite your significant other to be your account accountability partner for, for a reason is you may recall in seminary or institute or in gospel lessons, how a relationship is a triangle with the husband and the wife, whatever boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, and then the savior. And the closer you get to the savior, the closer you come together as a couple. Ultimately, when president Iring is inviting us to find personal peace. The embodiment of personal peace is our savior, Jesus Christ. He's inviting us to find him. And as we work on that together, as we draw nearer together to Jesus Christ, we'll draw nearer to one another. That being said, if you're not married, not dating, or if your significant other is not interested in participating, that's not a problem. Enlist the help of a friend, a neighbor, a ward member, a ministering brother or sister, me. You, you can definitely reach out to me, text me, reach out to me on social media. I'd be happy to be your accountability partner. What I'm going to share with you is my plan for taking action on President Iring's invitations. I'm also going to share a couple of other ideas that you can consider. As I've mentioned in the past, I prepare extensive show notes for these podcast episodes, and the link is in the episode detail. You can click on the link and see all of the ideas that I've developed. 
the action item that I'm going to take action on this week, and I'll report back at the beginning of next week's episode, is to share the gospel. Elder Marcus B. Nash, in an October 21, October 2021 General Conference Address, stated, Joy, hope, sustaining power from God, protection from temptation, healing, all of these and more, including forgiveness of sins, distill upon us from heaven as we share the gospel. End quote. This podcast is my effort to share the gospel with the world in a unique and uh, important, I, th- I feel, in an important way. As I contemplated this, I realized that I need to get more organized. I need to better publicize this podcast so that I can share the gospel in bigger and better ways. And so this week, my action item is to create a social media schedule for General Conference Applied. Once again, I'm taking action and I'll report back in next week's episode. I would invite each of you to do the same, to work with your accountability partner. And eventually there's going to be something on social media where we can kind of share our wins with one another. Okay, really quick. I just wanted to throw out a couple of different ideas for taking action on President Iring's action items. The first idea is repent. Repent. If, if you are hiding something from someone and, and take it from me, I've done this before, but if, if you've lied to someone and you're hiding something from someone, you're trying to hide a sin. How easy is it for you in your life to feel peace? I don't think it's very easy. And so if that's something that you're dealing with in your life, I would invite you to schedule a meeting with your bishop this week. Take action on this. Another idea, feast upon the words of Christ in the scriptures and the general conference addresses. As we study the gospel, especially the Book of Mormon and general conference addresses, we hear the Lord's voice, we draw nearer to him, There are so many other ways that we try to find peace. Think about it. If you get to the end of a stressful day, what's your go-to? I'm guilty of this. It may be scrolling through a social media feed or eating something I'm probably not supposed to. Instead, we can find healthier, more uplifting ways to overcome the stress of the day. And let me just let me just share one two two additional thoughts. To be worthy of the gift of peace, perhaps we could focus more on honoring the covenants that we've made with God. And and Elder Renland talked about this in his April 2023 General Conference address. But as I, as I hearkened back to a couple of years ago, this is kind of when the lockdowns were ending, temples were opening back up, and the temples had introduced this system where you could 
schedule an appointment. To this day, that's still available. And at that time, my stake president had encouraged the members of our stake to always have an appointment on our schedule. If your recommend has lapsed, or if you haven't been to the temple in a while, perhaps your action item this week would be to schedule an appointment with your bishopric or to schedule an appointment at the temple. Lastly, a thought that I had is to get in shape. I just mentioned my stake president. Early in his service as the stake president, he lost 50 pounds. And I spoke with him kind of shortly after that transformation had happened. And he expressed to me that he was more able to feel the promptings of the Holy Ghost. And I've, I've contemplated that a lot. That stood out to me. That's powerful that as we take care of our physical body, our spiritual capacity is increased. I'm grateful for your willingness to spend some time with me each week. I testify that this is the Lord's work, that ultimately the goal is to become like our Savior Jesus Christ. That's what President Iring is inviting us to find, to find peace as we pattern our lives after our Savior Jesus Christ. I know that this is the Lord's church, and I leave this with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon.